to the Grand Prix Girls podcast. I'm Chessie. I'm Sarah. I'm Emily. And I'm Jenny. So, as you can tell, we're just four women who want to talk about Formula One. Um, and it all kind of started when we joined a WhatsApp community together. And after one of us was ranting nonstop in a group chat, it was suggested that we do a podcast. And so I wonder are, who, was who was ranting. Who was ranting? I wonder who. Because I woke up and suddenly I was a part of a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't think it's yeah, me. I summoned you. You did. I woke <laughs> up to like two new group chats. I was a host. It was a wonderful way to wake up. I would love to wake up every day to a new F1 podcast. Um, obviously, these us four are not the only people in the team. There's also Caitlin and Olivia. Caitlin is our social media manager and Olivia is our incredible editor mm-hmm. um, who will join us every now and again. And when doing game streams, especially COD, I think we will definitely be having Caitlin on there. Um, yeah. A little paddock president. Oh, yeah. That we will attempt yes. to watch our language on that one as much yep. as we can. Um, <laughs> that's that's where we're going to need the bleeps. That's where we're going to need the <laughs> bleep. So yep. that's how we got to be doing this right now in our crazy little ways. Be ready for chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yes. Full force. We'll try not to be chaotic. We won't be as chaotic as F1 Twitter. I don't think. All I have have to say is I can't promise anything. We will do our best to be impartial. Uh, Yes. We are shooting for impartial. As impartial. As possible. Yes, we're shooting for impartiality. We'll we'll, we'll settle for mildly impartial. (laughs) We'll settle for, (laughs) yeah, mildly impartial. Factual and mildly impartial Impartial. is a good goal. We will settle for factually accurate, mildly mildly impartial. Yep, that's the goal. As impartial as one character. That's true. But there are certain topics that obviously... There are certain topics that will rile us up. Mm-hmm. But yep, I think you know yeah, a couple of those for me. About understeer versus oversteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, oh, that's a way to start off. <laughs> that's no, not going to start make off me... with that because we are going to start off with looking at the 2023 season. <laughs> so unfortunately, we're in the winter break after a long season. Yeah, I felt it was really long, yeah. even though two of the mm-hmm. races didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I when we were looking season. at the calendar, it was so long that I was like, wait a minute, where's this one race? And I didn't even remember for a hot second that it hadn't happened. And I was like, yeah. where is it? Because it felt so long. I was like, surely we've done all that there could be to do. No, we didn't. But no, there were two that yeah. we did not do. Um and was there two or was there one? The no, it was two. It was, uh, it was two. Shang- it was Shanghai. That's right. That's right. I knew. Uh, yeah, it was Imola was the one I was forgetting. Yeah. The, or that I forgot yeah, and then so I remembered that I forgot. Yeah. Glad people are okay now, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very glad they're okay. I'm That's- glad we didn't have the race then. Yeah. I don't think I would have wanted to see been. what that would have been like. It would have just been a puddle. No, definitely not. We had I mean, races that were a puddle. That we have, that is puddle. true. Yeah, it's more that you yeah. know, there's people losing their homes and their livelihoods. Right. Formula One rocks into town 
to make a ton of money yep. that comes off of looking a little tiny. That would be bad. Yeah, yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been. I think uh, social media admin would have had quite the job rehabbing the image on that Ooh. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Mercedes admin would have been struggling, and they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Shout they're out, yeah. pretty good. Um... Shout out to all of the social media. <laughs> I know. Ads. True. Yeah, that was really good. Actually, social media was probably one of the best things of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It was I will... very like I... outside of the racing. Obviously, it was just yeah. 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 Those memes kept me going. I think Mercedes did good just with George and his meme ability. They like use that. Well, that's just because George is a living, walking, breathing meme. (laughs) My (laughs) favorite of the Mercedes is actually the most one of the more recent ones, and it's the upside down pig from The Simpsons. (laughs) Yes. That they posted. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I will will say I think I think my favorite admin will forever be Jimmy from Aston Martin. That has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Because, like, all of the Fernando TikToks, those were, like, He did. He did get Alonzo an award from TikTok. Like, I I do. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that does count for something. (laughs) Counts for something. I think, like, the interaction between Ferrari and Red Bull... With yes. The, the whole sticker yeah. wall. That one was yeah. funny. Clearly, the most important part. Indeed. That's Nothing else happened. Very Nothing important. Wasn't the record happened. breaking by Max Verstappen? No. Wasn't the record breaking? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Wasn't the stickers? Wasn't any of the rookies? Yeah. It was the stickers. No. Yep. The stickers. Yeah. No, no, no. Not the amazing rookie performance by Piastri. Yeah. Not nope. the shocking Nick mm-hmm. DeVries. No, no, it was the stickers. The stickers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was the stickers. Can't wait for Alpha Tauri to be racing bowls. Cannot wait. Let's support Team <laughs> Racing Bowls. I have thoughts on that. And that's not relevant to this episode. <laughs> so No. Red Bull did an amazing job this season. Yes. I don't think anyone can say yes. didn't. No. Max and that car were like the perfect perfect combination like from the very beginning first race mm-hmm. they were strong i don't think you can i don't think even if oh, phrasing even if you don't like max <clears throat> if you hate him completely you can't say he didn't have a great season or that him and red yeah. Bull did not have a great exactly. season there is you can't full yeah. stop he that was great his driving was amazing. Yep. He was flawless. I mean, he made a couple yeah. of tiny, tiny errors. And even then, compared to other yeah. drivers, those errors were nothing. He does so well with what he's given. And he takes it and he's just like, all right, I'm going to do it. I think I kept waiting for him to make some sort of mistake. Because we see that happen. You can have phenomenal cars yeah. and just one day it eats the gravel like it's it's in the gravel it's mowing the lawn like it's just stopped on the track and i kept expecting someday that's gonna happen and whoever is in p2 is getting getting through they're gonna they're gonna be able to take that opportunity and it just didn't happen it's such a testament mm-hmm. to adrian newey and his yeah. team yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, adrian newey is the just absolute the goat of goat. 2023. Yeah. 
He deserves. Actually, I no, hope just absolute he, goat yeah. all time. Yeah, all time. Adrian <laughs> Newey. Um, that car <laughs> is incredible. That it's just incredible. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does for 2024. I'm also a little afraid of what he's going to do for 2024. Especially because um, you saw for the first half of the season they were so so dominant by such a substantial yeah. amount in each race. And then they stopped developing the car partway through the season. Right. And that's when the other cars sort of caught up, but still not to the point where they were really mm-hmm. challenging that. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. right. they stopped developing the car and it was still dominant like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. terrified of the 2024 car. Obviously, it's Max Verstappen in the RB19, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be Max Verstappen in the 2024 car. So yeah, I'm still equally as afraid. The argument is, oh, he only won because of the phenomenal car. <laughs> well, no, because Perez was yeah. in an equal car and was not putting in the performance. Right. Yep. Yeah. You need to have and... both to be successful. You can't just have yeah a good driver yeah. and a yeah. I'm not saying like that. Checo is a terrible driver, but no. he's not getting out of that car what Max gets out of that car. And See there that. is an argument that the car was yeah. made for Max. Right. But, but the there's also... Able to right. And I don't think you can, even though it was one free practice, I don't think you can discredit the rookie that got in the car and said, no, this was easy to drive. This was wonderful. Maybe it fits his driving style. But I I kind of don't think that Adrian Newey would design that wonderful of a car and it be as difficult to drive as yeah. others on the field did we even have Perez ever actually saying it was a difficult car to drive because i don't no, i don't think so i don't think he ever like explicitly said it i don't even he's, know if he's hinted at it because i feel there, like we would has, talk I about that more. Um, i don't even remember where i read it but some like i don't know whether it was it wasn't him but it was someone i think in his team that's the in thing. his team yeah i don't believe what's in his They're team i'd rather hear i'd rather hear from him if he's feeling like it's difficult i'd rather hear from well because he's the only one that's been in that car his team hasn't yeah. been in his car yeah. so i i tr- if 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 he came out and said listen or red bull came out and said you know what Checo's having an issue adapting to the car that's why the the time difference between them may be greater than we would love sometimes that would be different but if it's someone on his team like is that true or was it after a poorer race result and i think credit to perez that he is not the kind of driver this season who was getting out and blaming the car or blaming the team no i found on the performances where he wasn't hitting the mark that he should have been hitting he was taking that on himself that was that was my bad i didn't have the performance this weekend yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to try again next weekend. And yeah. There are so many drivers that don't take it on themselves, that aren't self-critical, and don't analyze their performance in that way. Oh, Whereas yeah. Checo, to yeah. be fair to him, did. And that was yeah. something that I did appreciate. Like, he recognized what was going on. I think it says a lot when, as a driver, you can say, hey, I messed up. Because you're not going to be perfect every yeah. week. Yeah. We don't expect them to be perfect every yeah. week. But no. it, you, you don't want to go always into the handbook of excuses yeah not every single yeah, the, time i don't know what happened 
Oh, he turned into me. I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> like you're 20 cars on a track all fighting for the same yeah. apex. Like guys, they're gonna, they're gonna be there. The this is the thing. If you're in the car and you don't know what happens, you can't see the view that we're seeing at that moment. Sometimes you look at the onboards and it still seems like it should be a little more obvious. But again, mm-hmm. I am not going that fast. I am sitting in this chair or on my couch watching those you know mm-hmm. and i still have the view of the race because yeah, like qatar you had russell and hamilton both going into turn one hamilton causing chaos not quite the level of valtteri bodas in hungary but not no. far off and initially both of their radios like oh he turned into me he turned into me but then hamilton and i feel he does this a lot goes and reviews and is immediately not that's my bad that was on me i shouldn't have done it I think we should talk about Australia. Yes. That was, which honestly, I I will say that was one race I think I was looking forward to the most this season. And I will say this year did not disappoint (laughs) at all. I have on our document titled it, AKA the race no one finished. Yes. Because I believe we had 12 drivers finish the race and eight just not eight dnfs it wasn't the most red flags in a qualifying i don't believe but it was yeah. it was an, in, an interesting race and i believe that was the race that max said that it took a while to win yeah. at the end of his radio yeah. because of the literal three red flags it was a cool thing to see i think for me like personally like watching f1 for such a long time <laughs> what like seeing a first podium filled with champions like all world champions after so long like we had max lewis and fernando all on the podium all champions and that was like one of the coolest things like it doesn't happen it didn't happen as much later on in the season but when it happened this early in the season it was like wow like it brought a tear to my eye i'm not gonna lie i did cry I think I was just crying from how awful that race was. Like, I, I don't remember it being like, I don't know. It was, there was a lot of things happening. Yeah. Crashes mainly. Yeah. And I just didn't feel like the rest of the actual race was that thrilling. Yeah. Part of it's more like someone's in the gravel again. Someone's in the gravel another time. Oh, okay. This time they're retiring. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Gasly's gone off and has rejoined and has crashed into his teammate and taken him out. Yep. The the outlook on Australia after like the two Alpines crashed, I still remember the outcry. It was literal chaos everywhere. It was like, well, I remember it more the... being about Sainz and Alonso. I, like, I re- for me, no. all over social media, it was about. The it was penalty and yeah for Alonso and how re- unfair that was I, on science to have gotten the penalty. This was a race where there were a lot of different, depending on which drivers you followed more or which yeah. sides. Um, there were a lot of different. There was a lot that a lot of people were worked up yeah, about. Was there was a lot mm-hmm. that happened. It yeah. was one of those races that it was just like, all right. Yeah. Did 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 everyone sacrifice sleep to watch it? Hell yes. But like it was chaos. I mean, you know I get a little cranky at yeah. the you know 
I was going to say end of a race weekend. <laughs> I might say. <laughs> I just don't do well. I can leave it there. I could just say I just don't do well. I don't do great. <laughs> Whenever there are the races that we have to stay up for. And the most recent was Vegas. And it's like, you know, 4 a.m. What? The one for me was like 5.30 in the morning. And I was just like, I can't oh, do it. I can't do um, FP2, guys. I can't. Yes, we yeah. all know my sleep schedule is terrible. <laughs> but when I mean that late, I mean I can't go 24 hours without sleep and it be 5.30 in the morning and be functioning when something's delayed. Did surprise me was Monaco because yeah, everyone yeah. always complains about how dull Monaco is because it's difficult to overtake mm -hmm. and it's like you're not on the throttle for as long during the race. But I felt that Monaco, strategy wise for the teams with the weather changing, was actually yeah. really good. <laughs> there was one strategy call, <laughs> one call actually, it happened twice that wasn't oh, so good. Um, so I wouldn't say that all of the strategy was good. No, I'm saying, like, the strategy calls made it interesting. Yes, I think that's, yeah. Because I don't know, maybe you want to know if you're bringing a driver into pit. And then maybe you don't want to do that a second time. I think if you're in Monaco, I feel like you just always just check the radar, please. I think it was Monaco. Yeah, we were was. we were doing the, the yeah, the, watching the highlights to prepare. And... Someone's talking about it not being wet yet, and the radar flashes up on the, and it was like... <laughs> no, I know that wasn't the exact timing that it happened in real life, but clearly, no. clearly, we should have been keeping up with that a little bit. The race was pretty disastrous. Oh, yes, that was the race where everyone switched to intermediate tires. Yes. Alonzo... Yeah. They didn't switch to inters for him. Yeah. And at that exact time, Max is on the radio pretty much yelling about, I need inters. I need, like, yeah. it, he's yelling about it. And you're seeing Alonzo, like, leave or be, he was in the pits and then leaving with no inters. And it's like, oh, that's it. Like, yeah. And then having to come in yeah, and the pit. yellow rim on that is an interesting shade yeah. of green. And I'm not always a huge fan of teams and their tire calls. There's yeah. a certain Yeah. There's a no. certain one that I'm very passionate about. But that was one that I was just like, I don't I don't think I'm wrong here. I don't think that's the right decision. And then it wasn't because he had to come back in a lap later anyways. I was screaming my head off during that podium. I mean, I think everyone was happy for, like, Esteban. He did well in that race. There were some mm -hmm. serious yeah. issues that were going on. I mean, Science going into the rear of him. Yep. Yeah. Was mm -hmm. Science going choice. into the rear of him um, directly after saying, I'm going to push. I'm going to yes. push them yeah, like I'm push. pushing. Yeah. And then you did. You pushed right into him. You did exactly yeah. what you said. I will give I you that. I think he was supposed yeah. to do it literally. No. Yeah. But he didn't lie. He Maybe did he do that. Yeah. Then. He did what he said he was going to do, <laughs> just did. not in the way he wanted to do it. To do yeah. It. I feel like this wasn't the most bumper car race 
you know, it wasn't complete no. bumper yeah. cars. We have seen a couple races where there were some drivers that must have thought they were at a carnival. But, yeah, that was that was not good. And forgetting, like, the degradation on their tires as well. Yeah. Yep. I feel like Sainz, when he slid off and went deep before Mirabeau, <laughs> was like, well, that's a very yeah. interesting line to be taking. I'm not sure it's what you intended in that moment. Yeah. And then Russell I would, yep, the... rejoined unsafely. Oh, yeah. Yep. The, had the penalty. It's like, yeah. What's yep. going on, guys? Like, well, that was a penalty. Yep. And then we had the penalty for Hulkenberg, who got the 10 second penalty for yep. not serving the first penalty correctly. Penalty correctly. And Gasly. Which, how do you not serve first? Apparently, counting to five seems to be quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's trying it right now. She's making sure she's got it down. Just yep. can't do it, guys. Just can't like, do it. Pretty- I'm never a part of the club that's like remove monica from the track it's boring i like monaco i enjoy it i would love to I go like, to that race someday i, I like the history behind yeah. monaco as well like i feel like it's a race i think i would enjoy if i had the money to go i definitely yeah. would go but we liked monaco we didn't like its direct follower spain no mm. spain the spanish no. grand prix that was painful that one was just not exciting i will say spain as a circuit like i think the circuit like is beautiful but like it's just the race itself i could not stay awake for i think it's just that it it wasn't exciting and not every race i don't want every race to to be be. eight retirements people are dying like i don't want that but i think you can have an interesting race without just crashes i think you can still have interesting racing i would rather Um, and i would rather go back to vegas i would rather watch vegas i i was not the biggest vegas hater you know i was not i prior to the race (laughs) jesse yo i see that face (laughs) i was not the biggest vegas hater prior to the race because i would love hot take (laughs) i am in the u.s i would love successful u.s races that i can go see um yeah that's i think emily and i both wanted to go to the shoey bar very desperately prior to the start of that race um i i didn't think vegas was the best race of the year i definitely think it was better than spain and i would Mm -hmm. much rather watch the vegas grand prix again than spain yeah. I will hold my hand up and say I really dreaded Vegas because of the show. I dreaded Vegas because the track was the upside down pig from The Simpsons. It's still the upside down pig. Game. I was hating on Vegas left, right, and center, and I have no problem admitting it. It yeah. was a good race. Like it yeah. was. When you watch all it of the was. action, car to car action that was going on, the Norris's crash was awful. So glad that he's okay. Yeah. But then the like the on track action was actually really good for a track that yeah. a lot of people felt yeah. are they actually going to get to overtake? There were some really incredible yeah. moves being made, and the strategy was interesting as well because you did have this unprecedented cold track, the yeah. tires slipping everywhere, and it was well, what are the teams get? What are, what are the teams going to do? Pirelli have yeah. said the t- the tires can last this amount of time in that temperature. It wasn't even as cold as it was predicted to be initially. I will say, I don't think it was the best race of the year, at least from the watching it on my couch perspective. I think that take at the end from some of the, you know, people on TV was a little not correct. But I do think 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things that when we have so such low expectations for something, for them yeah. to deliver a decent race was like, oh, okay. I think Emily and I had yeah. some thoughts about the show that we yeah that we was... were on time for and then found out that it actually wasn't going to be live streamed for another two no. hours. And then we figured, well, that meant it was a two-hour pre-show or at least an hour pre-show or something like that to be graced with a 30-minute show and like two minutes of the drivers and they just yeah. all looked uncomfortable to be there it was literally the hunger games it was happening it was yeah. and it's and you know what props to them for being very on trend right now like a month early but very on trend yeah. um odd <laughs> the history of the sport it's not like it's struggled right no it's not yeah. as though people don't watch the sport without the show they do you don't need yeah. it i get why you put the show in it increases your stock prices that's great but you don't need it and it's you don't need it to engage american fans and i feel when they only do it at american races it is paying a disservice to american fans of motor yeah 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 and why are you putting on a show for them yeah they're just feeding into yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like why are you doing yeah. that if you're yeah. saying that Americans just... just like a show? Why are you actually giving it to us? Yes, I'd prefer to just watch the race. Yeah, exactly. Why not just say thank? Yeah, exactly. I just felt it was such a disservice to Americans, and it really pissed me off as a Brit. With Las Vegas, it was like the only thing that made me like I think not in like with Vegas was before like all the worker things that were going on, oh, and yeah. that was one thing that I was very like. You know, I was reading about it. I was like, okay, like this is what's going on for this race to happen. And it's crazy how much I've been hearing after Vegas has happened and what's still going on. For the first time in a very long time, having a race in Vegas, it was a good step kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say forward <laughs> because that's not the right word. I'm trying to think of the right word. To the side? Like, what yeah, we, like, which direction <laughs> are we going? Yeah, to have there's potential. potential. There's potential there as a race that, yes, it's it's a good race to go to compared to other circuits, which I think should be removed, but that's a different story. But it has potential to be something good in the future. Granted, <clears throat> some of the data, we didn't know that that manhole cover was going to do exactly what it was going to do. We know that now. I really hope that that will be handled differently for the future. They didn't expect the high levels of downforce that were going to take that. And I get that. If you have data that points otherwise, you're not going to make a change. I hope it's handled differently in the future. And that just regards yep. the track mm -hmm. in general, because I mean, they were working on the track and finishing the track up as the opening ceremony was happening or the same day as the opening ceremony. That's where I have an issue. Like the pothole was a problem. Um, the fact that your track, even though it has to be opened back up to the public and all of that, the fact that you're still working on the track, that's, that doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just mm -hmm. one of those things. You don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I did fix it, thankfully. They did. And they did. it was fortunate that what happened to Carlos was not worse. It could have been. Yeah, it um, could have been. Yeah. But, I mean, 
there are always growing pains with tracks. Yeah. I mean, look at Qatar. They yep. reworked the track, put new curbs on it, and then... Yeah, I was going to say, if we want to talk yeah. about... If we want to talk about the Hunger Games and Formula yeah. One, I do think we should talk about Qatar. And Chessie, yeah. you have a lovely name for Qatar. Yeah. Please tell us. The catastrophe. It was. It was a catastrophe. Except for the sprint and Oscar Piastri yes. getting his first win in Formula yeah. One. I, and that was such a brilliant performance by him. It yeah, was Mr. Pastry Man, Oscar Piastri. Yeah. Just the absolute goat of rookies this year. There will be so much more we talk about in regards to that in a different episode. Yeah. Okay, that was the highlight of my season. I know was Max this, broke yeah. a bunch of records and everything. Like, he was record-breaking for 2023. But watching a rookie win a sprint in Qatar yeah. was yes. just like, damn. Like, oh my lord. I remember watching that, and I almost felt bad. And granted, I mean, social media and everything's very much focusing on the Oscar Piastri sprint win. I almost felt a little bad because you get your first win. Granted, it's not a full race win, yeah. but and then you, you know, Max wins WDC. You're just completely overshadowed. Max won the championship during yeah. the sprint race. During yeah. Sprint. Granted, he should have gotten to celebrate. He fully deserved yeah. to celebrate. Yeah. There was no reason that it shouldn't have gotten the attention it did. I just... Oscar Piastri, I feel like, is just one of those drivers that seems so kind and so yeah. nice that I yeah. just wanted him to get his moment. And Max yeah. deserved his moment, too, there. <clears throat> but I will be waiting for the day that Oscar fully gets that celebratory that moment. Race. Yeah, that feature yeah. race win. It's great for him because it's like this is someone who was not even driving yet a yeah. year ago. And he came and he yeah. just had it. He had, I, I have no words. I'm speechless. I think it was just throughout indicative, but it just summarized this whole season, didn't it? Of like consistently yeah. putting in performances, even when there were issues on the track where he, he made an error or someone made an error that mm -hmm. caused him problems. He was cool headed. He, he reviewed the data. He changed. He moved forwards. Yep. He improved, like, <clears throat> consistently improving throughout, culminating in that win, which was absolutely deserved. And I think, Sarah, you're right that it was a shame that it got overshadowed by Max winning the championship. And I think that's indicative of a problem with the way the point system works now. Yeah. 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 You can win the, the, the season so early on. And right. yeah. the, I remember when the point system was changed, it's like, oh, it will make more exciting championships. But it's had the opposite <laughs> effect. But when you look at how many races that used to happen. So in the 60s, you had 9 to 12 races a season. In the 70s, mm -hmm. it was 11 and 17 the 80s, 14 and 16, and the 90s, 16 and 17. And the point system, you didn't get 25 points for a win. You got like nine or 10 for a win. So mm -hmm. it took a considerably longer amount of time to build those records, which is why yeah. those records were so impressive. It's when not it not impressive, but no, it's, it's not as impressive as it would have been. Yeah. yeah. These records will just continue to be broken. And that's right. Records are made to be broken. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that happens yeah. in a lot of sports, a lot of anything where sports. there's yeah. advancement in technology, advancement in whatever. Yeah. As time goes on, we beat those races, though you or we beat those records. You know, you look at past records and how people are doing now, yeah. and you're like, well, everyone now is beat. You know, in, in certain sports, yeah. like yeah. 
you don't make the deal of Max's championship and the record breaking when you've got a rookie winning in yeah. his rookie season. Like the best performance it's, since Hamilton 2007. Yeah. How is yeah. that yeah. More, yeah. more of a big deal? Also, what's time? crazy is like the way the media projects things is crazy. That whole media coverage that day. Granted, yeah. that is Oscar on the radio too. I think for him, yeah. it was it was a sprint win. It wasn't a race win, and so I, mean, I think he was happy with it. But I don't think he was ever going to be the one that we were going to be hearing a ton no. from. It's possible there was more that had to be cut that they were just like, "You're not giving us what we need." You know, yeah. they weren't going to get a full yeah. twenty minute feature segment. Of Oscar celebrating. No. That's not who he is. And I'm I like that that's not who he is. And if that's we wanna... his whole performance this season right. being overshadowed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I do think that we want to talk about things finishing up early. So obviously Vegas was the big deal. The P2, you know, is Perez going to be P2? That was kind of the whole yeah. the whole part of the whole last part of the season was that. There were definitely a lot of moments that it looked like Hamilton was going to continue to have a great performance. Yeah, he was he was pushing that car. It looked like he was going to get there. Mm -hmm. He was going to easily get there. The amount, the average he was gaining in some of the races. And then he would just like moments like Qatar where he was just out. Um, and then we had Vegas and, you know, it's who's it going to be? And then we get to done with vegas and there's p1 yeah. through p3 and the most insane battle was for p4 like that's where i think it's like the i do think it would be nice to have a title fight in the last race or p2 and p3 come down like i liked trying to figure out who was going to be p4 and obviously you know p2 and the constructors was a big deal in abu dhabi but it was also yeah. kind of odd because p1 for the constructors was, was tied up so long, ago. so long ago and i mean it was nice that there was that battle for p2 in the constructors championship but there was this fierce battle between yeah. oh yeah and mercedes and it came down to the last race and it was all about the strategy and we can do an entire episode it, on Qatar. On yeah it was coming down to the last like laps you know and when you've got a yeah. driver on the radio telling you what the strategy needs to be, and that wasn't your call as the strategists, there's a serious yeah. problem going on in my mind. Right. In the and when they don't have the information that they need to execute that in the time that they need to execute it. Yeah. I mean, how many times did he have to say, tell me what the gap is between Russell and Perez right. before he actually got the Did he actually get the information? He did not get the information. Get not the information. that no. we heard. No. Not that we heard. No. Yeah. But your yeah. driver is out there calculating how many points in order and what he needs to do in order to secure the constructors right. for you. And he's asking for one piece of data. You provide it to him. Like give right. him the data. He'll do what he needs to do. Leclerc has proven that time and time again. He's a team player. He will oh, play yeah. the team game. He will do what needs to be done for the good the good of Ferrari. Oh yeah. Why did they not just instead of no, we're not gonna pick you science? Well, we'll pick you, but we're gonna put you on the same compound. Yeah. And yeah. Then we're going to leave you yeah. out in the hope that we get a safety cut. Like, yes. if you're going to do that, change compound. Change, start on the mediums, change to the hards, so that in the event you don't get the safety car you're hoping for, you have at least fulfilled right. the main criteria of the pit stop, right. changing the <laughs> compound of the tire. Right. If I were science, 
I would have been on the radio telling them I would have been doing Max in Monaco saying we need we need to switch. We need a different compound. I we need this. Um and we have seen that Carlos will do not always. He will do a strategy call. I think if anything it speaks to the fact that Ferrari's strategy team is not Drive doing this. Do yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bad when yeah. both drivers in two races, when they were in very crucial positions for the race, were making the strategy calls. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be the drivers making these calls. Like it shouldn't fall to the drivers. The strategy should be good enough, and yeah, the engineers need to be communicating effectively so that you don't have someone doing mental arithmetic on the grid while driving it. 200 yeah that's exactly my thing it's like you're going 200 you know kilometers an hour however fast you're going props to them for being able to think that critically at the time but also yeah you're gonna have you're gonna make your driver's jobs a lot easier if you can do that or even if that's not your main strategy that you have prepared if you're looking at that situation critically and thinking who i know this is a risky call but if we do this like like the drs one was not impossible to think up especially because mercedes you know the mercedes drivers yeah thought to do that the exact same rate they're not you know the exact next race mercedes thought yeah. Well, you know, George and Lewis thought to do that. It wasn't a new call. This was not a new yeah. strategy that was created in that moment. No. But it was like remembering, like, hang on a second, we can right. do something here. We're in and Singapore. So, We've got the Mercedes coming up. I've got Lando behind me. If I keep him my DRS, I think yeah. we can defend against the Mercedes. And I think the person who performed incredibly in that race was Norris. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he yeah. Didn't. It wasn't difficult for Carlos to keep him no. in the DRS. What was difficult no. was staying in the DRS while defending against two Mercedes, right. one of which is a seven-time world champion. Right. Yeah. Just a so, little bit yeah. of pressure trying to do that. Just a little. Just a little bit. bit of pressure. Just a little bit. And you know yeah. what? He wasn't the one who the pressure, he, the pressure didn't get to him. Pressure got to no. someone else. Pressure yep. got to George. Pressure George put it else, in the yeah. wall. And they both clipped the wall. Yeah, but they both yeah. clipped the barrier. They both clipped yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, like, Lando... Norris clipped it going. yep yeah it so was norris's right rear it. and then it was george's right front and he just yeah i think there. lando did a terrific job there especially because you know when it's when it's say two people from the same team you know that team radio back and forth you know what the strategy call is lando needed to recognize this is what's happening yes this is what i need to and- do this is best for my race as well. He knocked it out of the park, but it, I think I felt it was overshadowed by the strategic brilliance of Carlos Sainz. It's like, well, right. yeah, it was an impressive call, but the other driver yeah. had to execute it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So someone else had to do it for you. Yeah. I think that was the thing because it, it could have been completely on Lando to say, mm, not doing that. I see what you're doing or not see what he was doing. Go for P1, end up with possibly yeah. no podium if that had gone poorly um yeah you know because they were all right there it was four of them right there have you oh, made yeah. any mistake trying to get that p1 it could have been a mess i think the signs call deserves <clears throat> praise i think lando's defending there also deserved 
a ton of praise. A lot of people on social media are very quick to criticize every decision a team makes if it's not yes. in favor of the driver they prefer. And it happens. To see the entire picture. Do yes. I think there are teams that really do mess up with their strategy yes. and need to overhaul that team? Yes. There's a lot. I think that Ferrari is one of the teams that that happens the most with because I think you have people that either love Charles or love Carlos and may either be impartial to the other. They don't really care. They're not paying much attention to them or they just completely hate the other. And so I think with Ferrari with ferrari and their strategy calls you strategy. get a lot of strategy, strategy. <laughs> with ferrari and their strategy calls you get a lot of people that whenever it's favoring the driver that they either don't care about or they don't like um they get yeah. really really angry and volatile about that i feel like it happens more with ferrari and the ferrari drivers than with other other teams across the board certain races you know when it's a driver's home race or something yes i think ferrari you see it the most and i get that ferrari is the legacy team they've been in it from the beginning the tifosi are unlike any other fans in the world because the ferrari team has been there for the longest yeah i get that but you don't have to you can be critical of the driver you favor. You can be yeah, critical. Always. Yeah. Yeah. You can love someone. You can love a driver and still be able to see, I see why my driver yeah. wasn't favored this race. Were yes. there any more races that we want to talk more specifically about? One race yeah. that made me super impressed was Montreal. And not for the reason that a lot Is of people Is it because you're Canadian? No, it's not. Yeah. I, I wish it was because I was Canadian, but it's not. I would say I think I was thoroughly impressed with Alex Albin when Montreal happened. It was just one of those races that Williams wasn't. Williams is one of those teams that I fully adore Williams. I think they're one of those teams that I'm like looking forward to seeing how their team development is going to work next year. I'm excited. And Alex is defending against so many drivers. I was just like, mm. not because it's my home GP, guys. Yes, I'm Canadian. Not because it's my home GP. <laughs> well, and he got driver of the day for that. And he yeah. deserved it. He defended well. I think you could have just said that you appreciate Alex Albon and just stop. Because oh. I don't even think it was just that race. And we will get into that yeah, in I mean, another for, episode. Like, but, yeah, the yeah. standout the standout for me for Alex Albon was Zandvoort. How yeah. he made those starting softs last 45 laps in the rain. <laughs> I know. Yeah. In the, like, everyone else <laughs> yeah. pinning for inters. And he's like, I've got this, guys. So Zandvoort, yeah. for me, was more of a standout than Montreal. Like, there was so much action. The, the rain caused chaos. But Albon in that was just phenomenal. That's us done for today, guys. Uh, we It's been three hours that we've been sitting here talking. You did not see three hours of this, I promise. We've been going for three hours. We were going to film two episodes. We're not filming two episodes now. <laughs> so we're going to be done for the day. We lost Jenny. 
it's our first recording bear with us you know it's just up from here that's that's it from us the grand prix girls today so thank you so much for listening yes and you can follow us on socials at the f1 grand prix girls yep follow us on socials i know we've got a twitter out there we're getting other stuff set up we'll have a website out soon for you to keep up with the episodes you know figure out when we'll have more episodes what we're going to be talking about when we're going to get streaming because we do plan to stream our absolutely incredible f123 races and you can get our unedited thoughts the hours of them that there are but yeah that's it bye